0: what is up girlfriend welcome to the hey soul sister podcast i'm your host Lindsay turk and i am so dang pumped that you are here this is a space that is all about real from the heart for the soul chats designed to help other women like me fearlessly pursue their dreams build habits that serve them and chase after becoming the women that the lord called them to be I'm going to get really vulnerable with all my soul sisters out there as I share tangible tools that will help women build the lives that they've dreamed of for the glory of God. We are going to have a whole lot of fun, keep it super real, share in some really great words and fellowship and take action together that will make us really freaking proud of the women that we are and the women that we are becoming. Buckle up because here we go. We are doing the dang thing. Hey Soul Sister, happy Thursday and welcome to our first Thursday edition of the Hey Soul Sister podcast. If you missed my announcement on Instagram stories, then you should know that moving forward, new episodes will be released every Thursday. As you've heard me talk about, there is never going to be a perfect time to start anything. When God places things on our hearts, it is up for us to take that calling and to run with it. We just have to get started and allow the Lord the opportunity to work through us. So for me, when it became abundantly clear that I was being called to launch the Hazel Sister podcast, I began learning about the logistics of podcasting, which led me to make decisions that had to be made prior to the launching of the podcast. These were decisions that I knew could or would change as I learned and grew and as the podcast evolved. So that leads us to now in my realization that it makes the most sense for me and my life to release new episodes on Thursday. Like I said, this is a journey and we are learning and growing together and this is a prime example of that. So I share this because I want to encourage you that if you have something that has been placed on your heart, get started. Start messy, do it without having all of the answers. It's not going to be perfect, but it doesn't need to be. Fail forward, figure it out as you go get uncomfortable. Allow yourself the opportunity to see what you are made of and what the Lord has laid out in front of you. It will not be easy, but girl, it is so worth it. Chase that dream. I'm rooting for you. Now, this truly is the perfect segue into today's episode. And let me just say that I'm so dang pumped that you are here. Today's episode is going to be a quick pep talk with the goal of helping to get you pumped up to take the next right step in the direction of a goal or a dream that has been placed on your heart. It is definitely a margarita kind of day, so go grab a mark. Coffee's acceptable too, but you know, like, I know you need an excuse to drink that mark. So go grab that, buckle up, and let's get the chatting, girlfriend. This is going to be a good one. How many times have you told yourself that you are going to do something only to find yourself talking yourself out of it? Maybe it's big things like launching a side business, starting a blog, getting involved in network marketing, looking for a new job, or going back to school. Or maybe it's seemingly small things like deciding to work out joining a new gem, starting a new hobby, creating healthy habits, or finally getting involved in church. Regardless of what it is and if it's big or small, when I ask you to tell me something that you've wanted to do but have talked yourself out of, I'm sure that there are multiple things that come to your mind. But Why? Why do we do this? Why do we quit on ourselves before we even get started? Why do we convince ourselves that we shouldn't be doing the things that we know that we are wildly capable of doing and allow ourselves to not chase after the goals and dreams that the Lord places on our hearts? Now, I have to ask you, have you ever thought about the conversations you have with yourself? Like seriously thought about the dialogue that you have throughout the day with yourself? If you haven't, you truly, truly should because studies tell us that we likely think somewhere between sixty to 80,000 thoughts per day, which is an average of 2,500 to 3,300 thoughts per hour. So unless you just truly never stop talking, which if you're like me, then sometimes it might feel like you never do. But if you don't, then chances are many of the things that you are thinking are actually not being said which means that the vast majority of our thoughts are truly with ourselves. So we really need to start thinking about the things that we are saying to ourselves. I genuinely believe to my core that the biggest reason that we are telling ourselves that we are going to do something only to talk ourselves out of it is because of the conversations that we are having with ourselves. It is scientifically proven that if we are speaking negatively to ourselves, then it is most likely that we will drive ourselves to a negative outcome. And the flip side is also scientifically proven. If we speak positively to ourselves, then it is more likely that we will drive ourselves to a positive outcome. So if we can increase our self-awareness surrounding the 60,000 plus thoughts that we have per day, then we can steer them in a more positive direction, which is in turn, increases the likelihood for us to show up and to allow ourselves the opportunity to succeed versus quitting before we even get started. To do this, though, I think we need to address the specifics which we are telling ourselves that lead us to talking ourselves out of doing all of the things. I know for myself when I was starting my virtual health and fitness business and then again when I was starting this podcast there were a couple of reoccurring what can only adequately be described as excuses things that were that kept coming to my mind and that were holding me back from taking the leap. So let's talk about those. Number one time. (laughs) This one truly might be my favorite because as a virtual health and fitness coach, I've heard so many times, like you really cannot imagine how many times I've heard this, but I've heard, Lindsay, I want to make changes. I want to work out and to eat healthy, but I don't have the time. Or I've heard, okay, I'm going to get started tomorrow, only to learn that tomorrow came and went only to hear that nothing actually happened. This one was actually so common that I jokingly renamed tomorrow as a noun and defined it as a magical place where 95% of mankind feel that all productivity, motivation, and achievement is found. Want to know a secret though? Productivity and motivation, yeah, yeah, you don't find them. (laughs) You create them. Oh, and achievement, it comes when you stop saying tomorrow and start putting in the work to create your productivity and motivation. The thing that separates achievement from defeat is taking action. Recently, I heard someone say, we make time for the things we place priority in. Instead of saying, I don't have the time, replace it with, this isn't a priority and see how it feels. When you stop trying to find the perfect time to get started, it is amazing what can happen. There's no such thing as the perfect time. You can do anything you set your mind to. And the moment that you draw a line in the sand, step over it and say, change starts now, that is when you will be well on your way. You just have to put one foot in front of the other every day, work on building the habits it takes to reach the goal, compound those habits and efforts, And then you can and you will achieve the results that you are looking for. So the next time you really want to create a new habit, build upon a dream or chase after a goal, but find yourself using time as an excuse not to do it, tell yourself this isn't a priority and see how it feels. It probably won't feel good, which means you probably should take the next step and do it, girl. You can. All right. That leads us to number two. Fear. Of failure. Jay Z started attempting to break into the music industry as a young teenager but didn't break out until he was 26. Bill Gates' first software company, Henry Ford's first automotive company, and Walt Disney's first entertainment company all went bankrupt. Oprah got fired at 23. Two chains rebranded himself and became the man at 35. Jim Carrey was literally booed off of stage in his first stand-up performance. Taraji didn't get her leading role until she was 30. Sylvester Stallone was rejected by talent scouts over 1,500 times. Katy Perry was dropped from three labels. Dr. Seuss's first book, And To Think I Saw It on Mulberry Street, was rejected 28 different times. But by the time he died, had sold over 600 million copies in 20 different languages. Failure is a part of life. You are going to fall down. It is not always going to be easy. And in fact, it inevitably is going to be really hard. But all of the things worth having in life are hard. As the saying goes, the failure doesn't define you. How you get back up does. So you can either be scared of failing or you can accept that failure means that you're making progress towards achieving your goals. I bet all those famous people I just told you about don't regret a single one of their failures and in fact are probably appreciative to them because it helped to shape them and get them to where they are now. In fact, Thomas Edison, who holds over a thousand patents to his name, documented 10,000 failed attempts at creating the electric light bulb. Once a reporter asked him how it felt to fail so many times. And he said, I have not failed 10,000 times. I have not failed once. I have succeeded in proving that those 10,000 ways will not work. When I have eliminated the ways that will not work, I will find the way that will work. I mean, did Thomas Edison drop the freaking mic or what? He knew that failure was inevitable and chose to shift his perspective from being frustrated that he failed to being optimistic that each time he failed, he was just getting that much closer to succeeding. And he wasn't going to quit until he figured it out. Quitting wasn't an option. I'd say that aged well for him. As an Enneagram 3, fear of failing was a big one for me. It still is. For Enneagram 3s, Failing just isn't viewed as a setback, but is something that we feel deep in our soul. Success is a defining characteristic for us. It's part of who we are. So when we fail, we feel like our failures define us. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, well, that sounds kind of rough, then you would be correct. It a thousand percent is. So as much as I love to achieve and chase goals, I also really freaking hate to fail. Like, in the core of who I am. And so it is so easy for me to convince myself to not, do, to not do something and to stay in my comfort zone where things are great and I'm successful. In fact, I almost let the fear and the excuses hold me back from starting my coaching business and then again from starting this podcast because it was so much easier to stay in my comfort zone where I already had success and could consider myself successful. But like I've said here before, Growth doesn't happen in our comfort zones. Growth happens when we step out on faith with Jesus and go after the things that have been placed on our heart. 1 Peter five ten says, In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. The Lord places thing the things he does on our heart for a reason. He calls us to u- he calls us to use us and our gifts to glorify him and to point people to him. But in doing so, trials are going to come our way. But we serve a God who promises to make us weak so that we may be strong, be made strong through him. The failures that we experience are going to strengthen us in the long term and are shaping us to be prepared for all that he has before us. So, If we know that failures are a part of all successful people's stories and that the Lord will walk us through the through trials of failing in order to strengthen us and bring us to what he has before us, then why are we scared of failing? We should actually be excited to fail. Thomas Edison certainly was. It worked out pretty well for him. All right, that leads us to number three, the what ifs. What if I fail? What if people judge me? What if it's hard? What if it doesn't go as planned? What if it does more harm than good? What if this isn't the right thing for me? What if I change my mind? What if I make mistakes? The list could go on and on. But what if we flipped the what ifs to instead shed a positive light? What if I'm wildly successful? What if I end up inspiring people? What if I point someone to Jesus through this? What if the inevitable struggle brings me strength? What if this goes even better than I planned? What if this ends up making a massive impact in my life or for others? What if this is my calling? What if this is the thing that brings me closer to the Lord's calling for me? When we are looking to start new things, I think it's safe to say that for most of us, our brains immediately go to the negative. All of the negative what ifs we focus on the thousand things that could go wrong, never allowing ourselves to see that it takes one thing to go right to change our trajectory. So the next time your brain wires start what-ifing all of the things that could go wrong, remember that you have the power to control your thoughts and flip them. What if all of the things go right? Now This is by no means a comprehensive list of things, really excuses that we are telling ourselves and using to talk ourselves out of doing the things that we want to do and feel called to do before we get started. But from my own experiences and from those that I've talked to, I feel that these are three very major ones, which leads us back to the important question that I asked earlier. Why? Why is this happening? Why does it happen so often? Why are so many people falling into their excuses and quitting on themselves before they even get started or even after. Why do we do this? Why do we convince ourselves that we shouldn't do the things that we know that we are wildly capable of doing and allow ourselves to not chase, to not chase after the goals and dreams that the Lord places on our hearts? And I have the answer to this. It is definitely no secret, but it's definitely sneaky and not always recognizable. The enemy is against us. I've most recently been reading Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen, which is an incredible book where Jenny inspires and equips us to transform our emotions, our outlook, and even our circumstances by taking control of our thoughts. It is truly a must read, and I cannot recommend this one enough. One of my biggest takeaways from reading this book is a simple statement that is literally found on page 10 of the book. She says, the biggest spiritual battle of our generation is being fought between our ears. What we believe and what we think about matters and the enemy knows it. And he is determined to get in your head and to distract you from doing good and to sink you in so deep that you feel helpless, overwhelmed, shut down, and incapable of rising to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Whoa, that's heavy. I know, but dang, it is true. And I had never really thought about it like this that way before. But of course this makes sense. Why are we talking ourselves out of doing the things that we want to and feel called to do before we get started? Because the enemy doesn't want us to do them. He doesn't want us to see that the these things are things that can be used to make a difference for the kingdom of God. He is very aware that we think 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day And that if he can sneak one negative thought in there, that is likely to spiral into deeper negativity. I am very positive that the devil is acutely aware that if we are speaking negatively to ourselves, then it is most likely that we will drive ourselves to a negative outcome. And I am so positive that he attempts to use this to keep us from doing the things which glorify God, point people to him, and advance his kingdom. I could tell you a lot of things that I've learned from Jenny in this book, which have and will continue to help me to escape that downward spiral and to battle against the enemy working in my mind and trying to prevent me from doing the things that I know that the Lord has called me to do. But I really want you to read that book and to learn for yourselves. So you should definitely do that. And in the meantime, I will remind you of some important things that the Bible says that can help you to remember that the Lord has a plan for you and that the things that are placed on your heart are there for a reason. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Proverbs sixteen three says, Commit to the Lord in whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. He has a plan for us. He clothes us in strength and dignity. He gives us strength. He loves us so deeply. He cares about the desires of our hearts and he wants us to achieve them. Remember that when negativity brought on by the enemy comes creeping in and tries to prevent you from starting that thing that the Lord has placed on your heart. Remember that voice in the back of your head telling you all the reasons that you shouldn't do that really good thing you're wildly capable of doing is not the voice of the Lord, but the enemy. Then step out on faith with Jesus and chase after that dream or goal. He's got you, sister, and he wants you to achieve those things. And he can give you the strength and the tools that you need to do it. My prayer for you and for me is that we may recognize when the enemy is at work in our minds to steer us away from all that the Lord has for us. I pray that in those moments, we may have the wisdom to see that, the strength to turn away, and have the heart for Jesus to chase our dreams and goals so that we may glorify God, point people to Him, and advance His kingdom. I pray that we may know that the things that are placed on our heart are there for a reason and that we may find strength from the Lord to chase after them and that we passionately pursue them for his glory. So girlfriend, it's time to say peace out to all of the self-doubt, excuses, negative self-talk, general negativity, settling for less than you deserve, and holding yourself back. And it's time to say hello to belief in yourself, throwing aside the excuses, loving yourself, being positive, stepping into the life you deserve and seeing what you are made of. You deserve to be proud of yourself. You deserve to live a life you love and you deserve to chase after your dreams and work on the goals that the Lord has placed on your heart. You only have one today. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. You only have one life to live. So we have to live it up, live it large, live it proud, live it with no regrets and go for it, girl. You deserve it. Your future self deserves it, and you can do it. And as always, I'm rooting for you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, girlfriend. If you love this episode and it's really resonating with you, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with one of your soul sisters or share it on your social media and tag me so I can reach out and thank you for helping to get the message out. I am the most dang thankful that we are on this journey together to become really freaking proud of the women that we are and the women that we are becoming. We are doing the dang thing. I can't wait to see where it takes us.